Come on, let's get our energy up. Come on, hey. I also mildly need the bathroom, so that'll lend some urgency <laughs> to proceedings. <laughs> seven Days to Play. Welcome to Seven Days to Play, your weekly mobile game review program. I'm Edwin. And I'm Sam. And for the last seven days, I have challenged Edwin to play Campfire Cooking. Oh, yes. I've been toasting my mallows. Toasting your marsh. You. I'm really interested in the uh, derivation of, or the etymology of marshmallows. Yeah, I like never they, understood that. They live in the marsh, that's why. And when I go, whenever we go to marshlands, I'm always looking for those mallows. <laughs> There's nothing like a good tree mallow to, <laughs> to satiate that hunger. Right, right. Uh, then the lesser known desert mallow. Or, really or forest, forest mallow. Yeah. Forest mallows would actually be quite delightful. I believe they're called mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> and what is mallow about it? Okay, I need to bing this. Naturally occurring mallows. Oh, damn. All right, it is actually a plant. Marshmallow? Yeah. Mm. Does it look like a marshmallow? It's made from the... Wow, look at that. We were joking. But it's made from the mallow plant that grows wild in marshes. <laughs> <laughs> and that is... Well, this is to, uh, through the, natural, the National Confectioners Association. You know, they should probably know what's happening. So does it look like a marshmallow? <laughs> uh, what do you mean sort of circular spherical circular tubular. white yeah oh my god there's a whole thing okay the term marshmallow was derived from the native home of the plant and the plant name mallow is native to Asia and Europe which has been naturalized in America um, and let us see the Egyptians squeezed sap from the mallow plant and mixed it with nuts and honey however no one knows what the candy looked like in those times <laughs> There's no hieroglyph for delicious, yes, delicious sweet treat squeezed from the sap of a plant and mixed with nuts and honey. Wow, this, is, this has been something. a good uh, deviation from our original plans. <laughs> yes, probably worse than the no 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 no. Boy, so recently Mario Run has announced something, and these are from the good people at Nintendo. Okay, Mario Run is probably the first mobile game uh, from Nintendo that was created with Mario, your friendly plumber, mm-hmm. as the main character. Yes, they have licensed some of their IP to other production houses, but this was the first one they built in-house. Is that right? I believe that is correct. Okay. And uh, this game, which I believe came out like a year ago. Yeah, it was sort of, an, was it announced at WWDC mm. last year and then came out about around December time last year? Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Uh, it has reached 200 million downloads. Because they had Marimoto on stage, and that was like a big, whoa, like suddenly Apple mm. popped him out, and he actually announced it. Miyamoto. Was, Not Mario Moto. Mario Moto. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually what they called uh, Super Mario Kart. Right. First, like <laughs> Mario, internally. Mario Moto. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been a great internal name. <laughs> right. So yeah, so the game reached 200 million downloads, but obviously the Nintendo team were not happy about it for some reason. And not obviously, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. They just didn't make the monies. They didn't I make think, the monies. Right? That's what they're saying. Yep. They're probably happy with the reach. Then the article speculates they found new players, potentially reached new people who wouldn't play a Nintendo game before, i.e. me, uh, or at least not since 1987. And that's probably a good thing, but I guess the conversion into actual paid plays, difficult. Didn't turn out. There's there's a couple of reasons for this. I think one, the price point was really high, um, nine ninety nine. Although we're strong believers that more mobile games should yes, be priced at higher price points, but right now the market just is, doesn't call for it. Yeah. The other kind of silly thing that Nintendo did with this game was that you had to be online in order to play it. Oh uh, yeah, 
Oh, I forgot that. I think that was the main reason I didn't play it. That's so annoying. Like, why even pay $10 for a game I can't play whenever I want? Yeah. And just a combination of those things, I think, you know, yeah. you're not going to have successful numbers if you have two big factors. Nintendo under underestimated how terrible the uh, cell phone infrastructure is in America. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Probably in Japan, they're zooming around underground with perfect data They have lasers coming out of their phones. They have lasers. <laughs> we don't have that. I think, you know, if they made another attempt at this, you know, hopefully they'll take some learnings from their from Mario Run. Make a Mario Run 2 mm. um, or Mario Runs Again, <laughs> depending on how localized they want this title to be. Uh, I think that they might succeed. Because overall, like, I did have a pretty good time playing the game. Yeah, I'm trying to remember when I played it. I wasn't super captivated by it. I think it was okay. I mean, I appreciate how they actually embrace the new mobile platform. It's a new thing that they need to design from the ground up and avoid having the D-pads on screen, which I know you hate. But at the same time, there are certain expectations of what a Mario game is, and maybe this was perhaps too far of a departure. It became more of a Sonic running game. A right? bit. I don't know. I can see that, but I think they did the best they could. Maybe not use Mario next time. They, it could, well, I guess mm. it sort of defeats the purpose of it being a Nintendo game. Yoshi, I would pay for that. But yeah, <laughs> if it was something like Yoshi, and then it kept some of the mechanics of Mario Run, which I felt was really good from a mobile phone perspective, um, I think it could still uh, be successful if done properly. Well, we shall wait and see. Yep. And that is the news. That is news. Back to the campfire. Back to campfire cooking. Sam, can you pass me those fire lighters? Do you want to start a fire right now? Because <laughs> probably not good in a meeting room. You mean a professional podcast studio? <laughs> so, Sam, how do you play campfire cooking? Campfire cooking is essentially a block pushing game, except instead of blocks, you are at a campfire pushing around marshmallows to make sure that each two sides of your marshmallow gets cooked evenly by some of the strategically allocated campfires <laughs> yeah. on the map. On this grid. On this grid. Right. 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 Which is interesting because there are some scaling issues, like a campfire is the size of your marshmallow. Yeah, that's one big-ass marshmallow. <laughs> or a small-ass campfire. <laughs> um, there's actually a really funny joke in some of the story elements of the game, which I kind of liked. Uh-huh. We know you love a story. Is that... Um, later on in some of the other levels, you're introduced to little pots that you have to put on to the oh, campfire. Okay. okay. <laughs> and the pots are the same size as the marshmallow. <laughs> and some of the, in the story elements, they actually mention who are these pots for anyway? They're, they're absolutely <laughs> tiny. And that got a good chuckle out of me. <laughs> well, as you can tell by my blank stare, I have not got that far. So <laughs> this is news to me. And we'll talk about that later. <laughs> that sounds fun. <laughs> So it's a block pushing game, introduces elements one by one. You are faced with a world map, AKA known as a trail, which has roughly 10 to 15 meals that you have to cook in. Each meal is a level and a meal consists of marshmallows. <laughs> it's a, the corner of any nutritious diet, of course. This definitely reminded me a little bit of Yankai's Peak. So if you have played that from one of our earlier shows, you're sort of, you have a grid, you're pushing and sliding to complete a certain goal. That gives you a pretty good kind of mental image of, of how this how this works. With a few additional things, like rotating yep. the stick with your marshmallow on it, but only wooden sticks can be rotated, not the metal sticks, because reasons. Yeah, and there's like a good cadence of introducing new elements. First, you only start off with a marshmallow on a stick, 
with a fire, right? right? Second, you have fires that aren't lit, but you have like a coal on your stick that you can light the fires with. What? I never got that far. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow. How much further, how behind am I? Gosh. And then it introduces you to pots that you have to put onto the campfire. But if you do that, you can't use the fire anymore to roast your marshmallows. So you have to time it. So what's in the pots? Uh, It's usually like a chili. It looks like a chili or like boiling broccoli, right? Uh, Broccoli and marshmallows. If you're going to have marshmallows, you should probably have some broccoli. You need some fiber. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Because, you know, marshmallow, roughly nothing. The next morning. Mainly air. (laughs) That Um, that hole you dug in the ground for the latrine. (laughs) Oh boy. Mm -hmm. If you've just been eating 12 meals full of marshmallows. That's just marsh. (laughs) And you will not be mellow about that. Oh God. (laughs) So, and then later on, you get magnets to control the pots around with. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that's pretty much how far I got. So this is a pretty cute, chill game. Yeah. I definitely enjoyed the kind of laid back. It's like a deliberately laid back. That reminds me of the slow TV movement from last, last year or the last few years, where I was watching like a train driving through Norway in there, winter. There is a really good crackling sound as you're playing this. <laughs> There's like a nice little campfire, you know, warm glow of your phone at night as you're playing this as I put my kids to sleep. Oh no, that's just me. <laughs> that's just me. That's my story. Well, and if you crank up the brightness, put on cell phone or like data only, uh, your phone will get nice and warm. Right, there you go. <laughs> well, It'll be your only source of heat. <laughs> I think we should talk about the graphics. It looks really great. After a short series of many 16-bit games, it's really nice to come to something that is a little more polished and yeah. not stuck in the 90s. There was a lot of attention to this. It is a fully 3D game. So all of the marshmallow elements and campfire and small pots <laughs> are done in 3D. Even the little story elements that they have in between the maps and sometimes within the maps, uh, you see people talking around the campfire, right. which are all done in 3D and the character design is really well done. So we should say there is some story elements. There is some story. Now, Sam, I should ask you, does the story quench your thirst for narrative in these puzzle games? Somewhat. It's, it's still a little bit thirsty. A good effort, still thirsty because of all the marshmallows I'm eating. <laughs> okay. You need a lot of water, you know. Uh, but overall, like I think, has enough to have it going forward. Like there are some nice little comments about here and there about how much sugar they're actually eating from all the marshmallows <laughs> they're cooking. Which is nice little chuckles. Um, but nothing that actually <laughs> drives the story forward. Um, maybe there is at the end. I don't know. Maybe it sounds like you played quite a lot. I I we. Look, Let's compare. Okay. Okay. So as you said earlier, uh, the game is divided into meals and the meals are cooked on trails. So the trails are the world, the meals are the levels. Yes. So let's see. The the first trail, Mighty Mountain Trail, I completed that. Second trail, Mossy Highlands Trail, I have cooked six out of the 10 meals. (laughs) And that is where I stopped. Okay. So after Mossy Highlands Trail... There is Starfish Island Trail, another 10 meals you have to cook there. <laughs> okay. Fern Jungle Trail, another 15 meals you have to cook there. Uh, Tumbleweed Desert Trail, 15 <laughs> meals again. And then Pine Peak Trail is oh my God, you're so far ahead of me. <laughs> where I stopped. Um, and I couldn't get, I couldn't actually start Pine Peak Trail, which I believe they introduced a new element from what it seems, but I did not get there because... There's oh. one meal oh. in Tumbleweed Desert Trail, which I feel is impossible to solve. And that but is- you don't, oh, but what is good, what I like about this is, is no, it's not linear. So you mm. need to complete a certain number of meals per trail. Right. 
Uh, so if you are stuck on one, you can flip to another. So technically I can go on Pine Peak Trail, but I refuse so to <laughs> because I needed to finish. Oh. Meal 58 uh. on Tumbleweed Desert. Leighton Hawks, if you're listening. Right. <laughs> yes. Number 58. Or at least tweet us a uh, hint at seven days to play. Right. Don't email us. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go to the three by threes. Good things. As I say, super cute and chill. I really appreciate the laid backness of it. It's like a complete antithesis to much of the games you see, the Final Fantasies, the stuff which is like yeah. ag- a lot of aggro. This is all like, hey, let's chill by the fire. Much like the marshmallows, there are every, you know, it's very bite sized in gameplay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I felt like I can just do like one level, feel pretty good about it, and then, you know, wait again until I open up my phone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's an undo feature for each move, which uh, as a puzzle doofus, I use that quite a lot, but I like that. Uh, and no move counting as well. So no pressure as you hate about golf. Yep. There, there's, there's no golf mechanics where you need to uh, complete it in a minimum number of moves. Yeah. There's like a nice little simple story that sort of carried, you know, you, you kind of look forward to the moments where they had little chats, mm-hmm. even though the chats weren't cohesive. Um, it did add a little bit of good atmosphere, you know, to the chill. And, because what you, is the story? Like, there's a grandpa with some kids. Yeah, Does it turn to like an abduction story at the end or something really bleak. <laughs> no, <not>. it's, <laughs> it was really funny because at the beginning um, there was something about like, "Hey, there's no service. You can't use your phones out here," and the kids are kind of freaking out. <laughs> nice. Which is funny because this is a mobile game. Oh, <laughs> but irony. <laughs> write a song about that, Alanis Morissette. And there was. Uh, and then it like sort of continues of the kids sort of enjoying the outdoorsy area and their marshmallow cooking. Oh, but I have to tell you, I've never wanted to eat marshmallows as much as I have <laughs> uh, playing this game. That was it for me. Should we move to the bad points? Yeah. The bad points. Clunky mechanics. They were clunky to move, to move your blocks, AKA marshmallows around just seemed far too fiddly. Or more, took more effort than it should have done. The fact, like the combination of it being, you have to play this in landscape mode. Yes, that's another beef of mine. Plus relatively small areas to hits of moving around the marshmallow. I wasn't sure if I had to move the stick or if I had to move the marshmallow. Don't get me started on the rotation of the stick. <laughs> I feel like I got that one out of five times. So you can move, you can, ro- you can roll the stick, you can move it forward and back. And then later on, you can then rotate the stick. Right. Yeah, that was way too hard to actually rotate it. I feel like you had to literally hold, drag and hold, move it 90 degrees mm-hmm. and then release rather than like a little little flick or yeah. something like that. Yeah. There's like this weird thing where you had to continue the gesture until the arrow filled in. And then once the arrow filled in, you had oh. you saw the stick kind of rotate. And then once that happened, you had to let go. I, I kind of would have liked it to almost be like a fat thumb mode where you click on the stick and it highlights it. And then maybe there are some buttons to control it. Which would have been great for a portrait mode. Which leads nicely to my next bad point is that you are forced to play this two-handed in landscape mode. And there's no reason that I can tell why this is. So yeah, I I was very difficult for me to play on my commute. And I was like, why can't I play this? Because you can't play it one-handed landscape because of this like rotating mechanic, which Mm -hmm. is hard to do. Yeah, I would love to see this uh, portrait. Yeah, not only that, I feel like I wasn't really playing it two-handed landscape mode. I was playing it two-handed, one hand holding the phone, other hand using my pointer finger Mm. and sort of like swiping around, which is the worst landscape mode phone game (laughs) you want. (laughs) 
<laughs> outside of the D-pads, outside of the on-screen D-pads. Right, right. For me, like the puzzle started to feel repetitive a little bit by the end of it, by the end of yeah. each trail. That thing didn't click in my brain of like how to solve these puzzles. And it felt like I was solving each puzzle by luck rather mm. than learning and gaining a skill. So I didn't feel that progression and satisfaction of like, oh yes, I know. Let me figure out how to solve this puzzle. It's more like, oh, I'll just keep tapping around and moving stuff. I can see that. Like, I think some of the initial puzzles had multiple ways of solving them. But as you get mm. towards later, especially with meal number 58, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's like one specific way on how to solve them. And I guess that's sort of the nature of... Well, if you've eaten 58 meals of marshmallows, you know, <laughs> probably should stop. Move, yeah. yeah. Final seven-day rating, Sam. I played this for five out of seven days. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty good. You got really far as well. And I think I only stopped because of meal 58. The dreaded meal 58. If I had gotten past meal 58, I think I would have continued. I have to give this a three. It found it difficult to play, physically difficult to play because- I'm You're so a- hungry for marshmallows. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you recommend this game? I think if you're a puzzle head, if you know you like block sliding, then absolutely, because it's a fun twist on it. If you're a little bit more casual about your puzzle games, I think there's probably better puzzle games to spend your money on. And this is this is how important like the portrait and landscape thing is, because if this was portrait, I think I would easily recommend it. Because this is landscape, I know some of my friends that play puzzle games probably wouldn't play this. That was Campfire Cooking. Edwin, you have now selected a game for me. <laughs> I like the fact that was not in the form of a question. Right. <laughs> Sam, you have seven days to play Ruya. What? Ruya. Huh? Ruya. Uh, is that, how do you spell that? You spell that R-U-Y-A. Ruya. What did I just say? <laughs> <laughs> so we are continuing the peaceful, calming, tranquility style game here because, and puzzle game as well. <laughs> Uh, a game of tranquility through the art of matching cute characters in Ruya's world of dreams. Visit surrealistic landscapes, decorate yourself in flowers. Oh, yum. And introspect. Um, uh, a calming, minimal experience with juicy interactions. Gross. Yum is better there. Uh, and cool color combinations to make you feel at ease. Uh, the ethereal dreamlike soundtrack will trickle. Tickle. Better words. We'll tickle your senses and pull you into a state of peaceful flow. Mm, is that when you're in the bathroom? That's peaceful flow. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> it is nine ninety. Nope. It is ninety nine cents on the App Store. And there's five stars. And there's five stars. So let me download this. But only seven ratings. So we've gone quite indie. We're kind mm. of underground right now. I have an idea for a fun new segment. Yeah. Is we play the first few minutes of the game live on air. Aruya. Ruya. Ruya. It is what they is how they say hello to kangaroos in Australia. Bruya, <laughs> or it could be Swedish. Oh yeah, Bruya. Bruya. There's also Jar Rule's younger brother. <laughs> <laughs> so starting off, you Bruya, made by the good people at Miracle Tea. It's Thanks, very common. Oh, oh wait, there's music. Oh. Adopted a family and was happy. Hmm. Until. <gasps> oh no. Her love disappeared. Oh no. I'm already grasped by the story, Edwin. Whoa, what? Antlers began to form. As the weight of the antlers grew, her memories began to fade. Well, this took an unexpected turn. Feeling 
like a burden to her family. Mm, she sunk Rhea. into a oh, she sunk into a state of deep depression. Meditation. Thank you. Where she would have visions of other worlds, bringing order and harmony. I guess that's what happens when you get like really, really sad. Antlers grow out of your head. And then you go into deep meditation. There we go. So Sam, we already have some. I'm already enthralled by the story. Plot. Story for me, seven out of seven right now. I Ooh, can tell you that. Okay. See, it was, it was so short. It was so short, but you know, it grasps you. Yeah. Now well, I, I know the antlers. To, yeah. Okay. So we're going to play the first level. with the first level, which looks like a planet. Uh-oh. And the first map. Oh, this looks like two dots. This is a color matching game, Sam. Oh, my favorites. This is a color matching game. Okay, now I'm getting rid of some of the elements by swiping the colors off. It's guiding through you uh, with like a highlighting tutorial. Oh yeah, which is always quite nice. Yep. Um, so now it's leaving it up to me to kind of fill in the rest. And you have to empty all of it in order for it to continue, which is interesting because that means maybe it isn't so random. Oh, so I think it tells you what moves you need to make right. in the top left-hand corner. I can't do more than three right now. Oh, you can't do oh, the square, I, like yeah. in dots. <laughs> Which I know yeah. and love. Okay. Oh, wait, I've completed the level somehow, I think. Hmm. All right. Okay. Nice. That was the first level. So, Sam, you have seven days to play that. Looking forward to it. Great. This looks like a better version of two dots already, immediately out to bat, because it has a story. Because it has a story. Uh, let me tell you, two dots already has, does actually have a story. Mm -mm. Okay. <laughs> Before we go, uh, let's get to uh, things of the week. And my sadly retired section is Sam Thor watching The Orville is no longer part of the show. Still still true, I am no longer watching <laughs> yeah. The Orville. So I think that is a safe clear. Maybe I want to ask Sam questions that <laughs> about things he's forgotten about. Is this a new section? Yeah. Ask Sam questions. Ask Sam questions. Sam, a, while, a few months ago, you got some AirPods. Yes. I was just interested to see how you are getting on with them because I have not seen you wear them around the office. I use them daily. Oh, okay. You know, I have to say they are the perfect earbuds to sleep with. I didn't know one could use sleep buds to sleep. Sleep buds. That's the <laughs> no, new that's Apple me. product, yeah. <laughs> sleep buds. Hey, sleep buds. Why don't you come on and sleep with me? We're my sleep bud. Or just, is that what you call someone who's having a casual sexual encounter with? <laughs> Sleep bud. Yeah, we're not dating. We're just sleep no, buds. I wouldn't even <laughs> say it's a sexual encounter. I think it's just more like a we're getting culture. together and we're sleeping. We're just sleepy time. It's not Netflix and chill. We're just sleep buds. Dear audience, if you do not know my current sleeping situation, uh, is that uh, oh I need to put my kids to bed at night. And when I do, I just happen to fall asleep as well on the floor on my their latex mattress. Not that kind of latex mattress. Do but pillow corner at some point. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so when I do fall asleep, you know, I, I, I like to listen to things that help me sleep deeper. Um, normally it's been, um, binaural audio oh. from, uh, and there's like a binaural audio track that I listen to on Spotify that really helps me. There's also a Pearl Jam album called binaural. <laughs> Probably don't listen to that to sleep though. <laughs> Probably not. Mainly because I can't stand Eddie Vedder's voice. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that really hurt my vocal cords. Um, but now I switched Jeremy over to- Jeremy Spoken class today. Oh no, I've done a bit like- It's, it's lower, some ZZ top. yeah. Oh, Jeremy Spoken. Oh, that's good. 
How do you forget your uh, vocal talents? Uh, I also have to make a really funny face in order to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I have no teeth. Eddie Vedder has no teeth. But sleep buds. Sleep buds. So previously, I was using um, the like a Bluetooth, like a Bluetooth pair. But if you know any other Bluetooth headphones that are currently existing outside of the AirPods, mm-hmm. or as I like to call sleep pods. Um, they stick out of your ear quite a bit. In this case, the AirBods, AirBots, <laughs> the sleep buds, they fit in pretty nicely and I can actually roll around and- They don't fall out. They, they do fall out sometime in the middle of the night, but I wake up and then I collect them. <laughs> <laughs> Sleepily. And you put them back in? And then I put them back into the, the little cradle oh. and then it charges up. Wow, while well, still half asleep, that's impressive. Yeah. I use it daily, and I think they're super convenient. I can understand that it's a very specific reason. <laughs> All right, well, join us next week when I ask Sam another question. Uh, so, Edwin, have you been watching anything lately on the good old Netflix? That's a loaded question. My thing of the week is Mind Hunter, or The Hunt, as the logo almost- makes me look like. Have you seen the logo? They've kind of done yeah. like really thin letters either side at the end and then they get fatter in the middle and it just looks like the hunt. hunt. The hunt. The hunt. Mind hunter. Almost sounds like a German word. Mind hunter. Mind, mind lieben. <laughs> yeah, it's not a great name. I hate the name. Mind hunter. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid name. You see it and you're like, ooh. Oh, my mind has been hunted. <laughs> right. I mean, I guess they are interviewing serial killers or sequence killers as they like to call them. Which episode are you on now? I'm currently on episode seven. So I have probably prematurely picked this because I know I do have strict rules. If you're gonna pick thing of the week, you need to have it finished, but mm. I'm breaking my own rules today. Okay. What are you gonna do? I don't know why I like this. I find it difficult to recommend to people because it's very boring and very disturbing at the same time, but I am enjoying it as well and I can't stop watching. I guess it's kind of the fascination that I got while watching uh, Silence of the Lambs TV show. Hannibal. Hannibal, yeah. I kind of get the same vibe, kind of. Yeah, yes. Uh, less graphic violence that right. you never see. Well, maybe in the, in the opening scene, okay, you see a death, but otherwise you rarely actually see anything. It's really interesting to see like how uneducated the FBI was back in the day. I mean, this is a fiction. So, oh, is it? Yes, yeah. No. I mean, it's sort of based on a book, but like this is all a fiction. I mean, it's the same way the social network is based I, on a true story. Yeah, it's not, I feel it's not like, a documentary. I know it's obviously not a documentary, but I do feel like it is recollected from true events. All right, I'm going to bing it right now. <laughs> you need Watch a, me bing. You need a new search engine. So it is based on a true crime book, Mindhunter, inside the FBI's elite serial crime unit, written by a couple of folks. The serial killer characters were modeled on the actual convicted criminals and their prison scene dialogues were taken from real interviews. Because I did read that one post about how the, the, the Edmund character that comes out in like episode one or two. Oh, the, he's super creepy. The very large, slow-talking fella. Yeah. Um, and like in real life, how that serial killer is still alive, still in prison, but recording audiobooks. Wow, and watching himself on Mindhunter. Yeah. Probably. Pretty sure he has a Netflix account. Would I suggest watching this? I mean, check it out. If you like true crime, if you like, is it also in the 70s? So it's always fun to see period pieces. I love the cars. And how much people smoke. Uh, Yeah. So much smoking. So many old, terrible cars, but they're kind of amazing. 
but at the same time, it's very dull, mm-hmm. but also horrifying. So it's a fun mix. Yeah. Don't watch it before you go to bed. Although that's probably your prime TV watching time. That is when I only watch TV. <laughs> when I'm literally in bed <laughs> with my sleepy pods. <laughs> it is streaming on Netflix right now. Sam, what is your thing of the week? My thing of the week is we just wrapped up Extra Life Woo-hoo. for Spotify Gaming. Hurrah. Yeah, we had a good event over the weekend. We streamed live games for 24 hours from Saturday to Sunday. I can attest to this. I checked in. Well, last time I was watching, it was one o'clock in the morning. And then I woke up, checked in at eight o'clock. You guys are still there. Still there. Still yep. streaming. I did take a nap though. Okay. I took a four hour nap, which is like my normal sleep it's time. It's so great. Oh, yeah. ooh, the extra hour. <laughs> so, so, so luxurious. It was good. It was a good time. And you raised a bunch of money for charity? We raised $3,600, over $3,600 for children's hospitals in New York City. That's awesome. I was was, was impressed. It looked looked pretty great from the the comfort of my sofa. (laughs) And it turned out really well. And I go to bed at a reasonable time. (laughs) (laughs) Laughing as you're going to bed at 10 p.m. And I got to watch you play PUBG, which was super fun. Right. Shoot your teammate in the face. (laughs) That teammate... (laughs) Put his head in front of my gun as I was oh, firing. Oh, that's what they all say. I think that's what one of the serial killers on Mindhunter says. <laughs> <laughs> that is the show for this week. So play along, uh, download camp... No, not campfire. <laughs> <laughs> Already done that. Ruya. Ruya. Download Ruya. Uh, Ruya. Two, similar to Two Dots puzzle game. Right, but with more antlers. I'm looking forward to it. If you have any game suggestions for us, tweet us at 7 Days to Play. And don't email us. Again. (laughs) Ever. Seven days to play!